0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Oceans Church in Orange County. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. For more information, please visit our website at theoceanschurch.com.
1: We're going to open up the Bible this morning, and uh, we're starting a brand new series. Uh, we do series here. No one's excited about that. Um, I was looking for something. I thought you guys were going to have my back. But uh, no, we started a new series. It's called Belief. And um, front row is fired up. We, uh, we're starting a new series. And uh, the reason why we do this is because we, we really do feel strong that this is going to be a season that God is raising up people that believe. Um, I, I was praying, and some of you like, why would you do a series on, on believe um, in the light of Easter? It's funny that after the resurrection, the number one thing it seemed like Jesus was interested in was that everybody believed. He told Doubting Thomas... Thomas is called the twin. Whose twin is he? Our twin. Because we all doubt sometimes. Thomas is like, unless I see his wounds and touch his side, I will by no means believe. Jesus says, touch, feel. You, I want you, don't be unbelieving, but believing. It seems like Jesus puts a lot of emphasis on people that actually would believe. John 20, 30, and 31 says, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these that are written, they were written so that you would believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Watch this. And that believing, you may have life in his name. How do we have life in his name? By believing. I want you to know it takes just as much energy to not believe as it does to believe doubt is our natural default faith is our spiritually awake default and i i really felt this morning uh as i was praying that this is a message that needs to be heard i don't know if you know this but right now faith is under attack belief is under attack i can prove it to you but the bible says that that basically the central ingredient of faith is hope and right now, if you watch the news, one thing that will be stolen from you is hope. Yes, right. Well, man, it's going to get worse. Things are going to fall apart. Government's falling apart. S- country's falling apart. State of California, Orange County, all these things, they're all, the wheels are coming off. Wow. And what happens when you lose your hope is it affects your faith. Yes. Here's what I've learned. The value of a commodity depends on its scarcity. Wow. Faith is rare because it's under attack. The value of believers because of that has skyrocketed. I'm telling you, when there's houses that have 400 people bidding on them, and they go $10 million over asking price, it's because of scarcity. The the lack of supply has increased the value of the demand. And I really felt as I was praying the last couple weeks, he said, Mark, tell my people that the value of believing believers is going to skyrocket. You want to invest in a good stock? Here's a stock for you. Believing believers. Because right now the attack is we ain't believing for nothing. I'm believing that California's falling apart, that America's going to hell, and that Jesus is going to come back for a weak, broke-down bride who's on crutches. Here's what I've learned. I've learned that God is powerful... He's still doing powerful things. And for some reason, the churches that remove the power of the Holy Spirit, they buy into this. They're way more inclined to believe in a church that's going to get progressively weaker and weaker and weaker until the return of Jesus. You go to these churches, it's like, are we just gonna we gotta we gotta bolt down and hold on? We gotta find a way to move out of the country, start Christian ghettos, huddle and cuddle, suck our thumbs. Sit in the fetal position. Pray that he returns fast. Lord, save us! Rescue us! But when the church discovers who she really is, she no longer wants to be rescued. Hear me very clearly. There is a big difference between being rescued by the big bad devil and being summoned to your wedding. The church is not waiting to be rescued we're waiting to get married the marriage supper of the lamb is what revelations talks about and we have some faulty theology today that's telling people that we we just got to hang on and try to not fall apart until the end i'm telling you that jesus is not coming back for retreaters he's coming back for advancers invaders it's quiet up and i'm preaching the right message today man I'm telling you, we are the salt of the earth. And I want to talk to you today about this idea of belief. Belief is very powerful. It's a firm conviction. And I do believe it's a rare commodity today. Even believers, we call ourselves believers, but what are we believing for? Heaven one day? Well, that's cool. You'll get heaven one day if that's what you believe for. I've learned that if you read the Bible as a history book, you'll get history out of it. If you read the Bible as a science book, you might get some science out of it. If you read it as English grammar, you'll get some English out of it. But if you'll read the book for the Word of God that still speaks and still moves, you'll get that out of it. Today, contrary to popular opinion, the Bible was not written to tell you what's wrong with you. The Bible was penned to tell you what's right with you because of Jesus. So I'm going to open up the Bible if you're brand new. Preaching a lot before I preach. I'm going to read uh, 22 verses, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, pray, I'm going to tell a couple stories, and then I'm going to give you three things that steal your faith, that some of you don't have faith today, the three reasons why most people don't, don't believe, and then I'm going to give you three reasons why we, can, why we can believe and believe big, and then we're going to land, and then God is going to confirm that this is not lies, this is truth by signs and wonders that will follow. This church has signs and wonders that are following. Some people in California drive to conferences to chase signs and wonders. We believe that signs and wonders chase us. So we're going to believe today. Someone's going to get healed. I believe it. Someone has a really serious thyroid condition, you're going to be healed today. If I could prime the pump. Someone, you've been in a season of heavy grieving, heavy mourning, heavy sadness, and God's going to heal your heart today. You're going to stop crying sad tears, and you're going to start crying the tears of of celebrating that God has healed your heart. feel it today. So we're going to jump in this morning, and we're going to have a good time. If you believe it, say amen. And uh, this is the first message in our series uh, on belief. And I want to talk to you today about returning to belief. Believing believers. Returning. Just write this title down. Let's keep it short. Return. Say it with me. Return. I believe God wants us to return today. It says this, uh, this is a story that took place literally the day that Jesus came out of the grave. Easter, right, was that day. Uh, Jesus shows himself first to a lady that formerly had seven demons living inside of her by the name of Mary. He revealed himself to her. She, She saw angels. She shared with the disciples. No one believed. Jesus also had to rebuke the disciples for not believing her. And uh, again, over and over again, Jesus is trying to get belief into the fabric of his disciples. So he shows up to Mary first, and then the second audience that has a, has a moment with Jesus, the risen Savior, is found in Luke chapter 24, verse 13. We're going to read 22 verses quickly. Let's read this together. Everything I teach on is connected to these 22 verses, so let's, let's lean in. It says, now behold, two of them were traveling that same day. What day? The third day. Yeah. Say it with me, the third day. Uh, they traveled the third day, uh, the same same village called uh, Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. They talked about all the things that had happened, how Jesus was arrested, how how Peter took off an ear like Mike Tyson, how how Jesus was how he was he was beaten, how he was crucified, how he died next to two murderers, and uh, and how even earlier that day a woman said that she saw angels. So that's what they were talking about. So it was, while they were having a conversation and reasoned, that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. I love verse 16. But their eyes were restrained, Dr. Luke says. So they did not know it was him. So Jesus, here comes sneaky Jesus. Are you ready? Watch how sneaky he is. He's like, What are you guys talking about? What what, what did you guys say to each other on the road? Then he's like, oh, and and why, why are you guys so sad? Why are you sad? Then the one whose name was Cleopas, we know why he's sad. Clevis answered and said to him, are you, uh, are you the only person not on social media? Are you not on the net? He says, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem that's not known the things which have happened these days? Jesus is so sneaky. He's like, What things? So they said, and the, the things concerning Jesus and Nazareth who was a mighty prophet in deed and word, the preaching of Jesus. <laughs> Before God and the people and how he, the chief priests and rulers delivered him to be crucified, but, 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 but we were hoping. Yeah. Say it with me, hoping. hoping. We were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem us, Israel. Yeah. Indeed, besides all this, you know, today is actually the third day since he died and he's actually a lady that goes to our church. Um. She she came to his tomb early in the morning and said that he wasn't there and and um she was astonished she said that they didn't find his body and she actually said that she had a vision of angels who said that he was alive. A couple guys from our church went and checked it out. They found it just as the ladies described, uh, but they didn't see Jesus. And finally, Jesus couldn't be any he couldn't be sneaky anymore. He's like, guys, how foolish, how slow of heart are you to what? Why are you so slow to believe? Why? why I, you can't. The prophets talked about me. Yeah. He's like, oh, you don't have to have Christ to suffer these things and enter into glory. Verse 27, the greatest theological teaching of all time. Wow. That's not recorded. All it says, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded. Jesus taught them all the scriptures concerning himself. Some people today, some of these Reformed people today, they don't like teaching out of the Old Testament. I'm like, then you wouldn't like Jesus' teachings. He taught about Moses and the prophets, pointed at himself. And uh, he then he says he drew near to the village where they were going and... He indicated that he would have gone farther. These verses are kind of all over-littered in the Bible, that Jesus was going to keep going. He's walking on the water, and he was going to keep going. I think the reason why the authors always let the reader know that he would have kept going, because there is power in us being hungry for him to stay. Some things happen in the life of a believer because we're hungry for more. He would have kept going. Hey, don't go. Stop. Stay. Abide with us. And, and it's getting late. You should just hang out with us. Day's far spent. So he went and he stayed with these two guys. Now it came to pass as he sat at the table that he took the bread. Uh, scholars say it's probably Chick-fil-A. <laughs> broke it, gave it to them, and their eyes were opened and they knew him. And he vanished from their sight. They said to one another, Did our hearts not burn within us while he talked to us on the road? And as he opened up the scriptures to us, So they rose up that very hour and they um, returned. Say when they returned. They returned to Jerusalem. They found the 11 who were with them and gathered together saying, hey, the Lord is risen. Actually, I think what happened was is they walked in and and some of the disciples were like, "Uh, he is risen? Question mark. And the guys came in and said, he is risen indeed. It's the first time it happened in church history. Said he's risen, and uh, it says um, he's risen. Indeed, he appeared to Simon, as he appeared to Simon, and they told about the things that had happened on the road, and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. I want to talk to you today about come on coming back to belief. Say with me, return. I pray today, Lord, as we gather together. We already sense your presence. Some don't know it's you, but I thank you that you are here. I thank you. There's power in these tents. There's power online to connect with God, and I ask you today, whether we're far from you or we're close, would you find us, would you feed us, and would you fire us up? I ask you to have your way today. We ask for more championships for the Lakers. Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Come on, everybody said amen. Well, I had to call an audible between services. My wife informed me that the first service uh, introductory story was not funny enough. So I'm trying to recover, okay? So if you dodge first service, you're welcome. I don't know about you, there's things in life that I do not understand. Can we agree there's some things in creation, in the life that we live, that really have no clear answers? No clean answers. Someone explain to me why the life of an avocado is so short. There's stone, and there's... Rotten. I don't understand why the life of, of an Avocado is so short. I don't know why the post office expects us to know what the proper postage is. You need 16 stamps. I don't even know the value of a stamp. Well, you just weigh, find out the weight of the weight of the box. Well, if I if how do I weigh it? Well, you put it on the scale. Well, you can't see it if it's on the scale. Well, you stand on the scale, right, with your body, and you grab the box, and you take your weight and subtract it from the total weight, and that's the weight of the package that you need to buy postage for. Obviously, these people have never tried that. I don't know why they expect us to know what postage is. I don't know why stay-at-home moms are always gone. huh I, I don't know why they call it rush hour traffic. No one's rushing. I I don't know why there's no mirrors at the self checkout. Take you a second for that one. I don't know why we take breaks from our computers to look at our phones. I don't know why I pack books to go on trips. I rarely read them. I don't know why I hit the elevator button so many times. I I don't know. I don't know why I don't know why I throw away boxes before I understand the recipe. I got this and I'm digging in the trash. Come back to me. Where'd you go? I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. I don't know why. I don't know why I keep lying to my dentist. How many times have you been flossing? More than I know. I guess I lie to him because he has feelings too. Smart crowd. I don't know why I eat family-sized box of uh, Cheez-Its by myself. I don't know why I lower the stereo to pay attention more to what I'm seeing. Somehow the volume going down enhances my visibility. I don't know why sometimes I look for my phone when it's in my hand. And I don't know why sometimes I see an outrageous price item at a store and I pretend I'm still considering it. checking it out thinking about it (laughs) refinance my house maybe i'll think about it there's a lot of things i don't really fully understand one of them is when i read luke 24 why out of all the days to quit these guys quit on the third day it's amazing to me that if you're going to lose faith if you're going to stop believing why in the world Out of all the days, all the times to stop believing, these two disciples, Cleopas and there was a guy that had even a worse name. (laughs) Luke's like, we're not putting that in the Bible. (laughs) Cleopas is barely going to make it. But we're going to tell the readers that he was sad. (laughs) Why in the world would these two disciples literally quit on the third day? What I have to bring to your attention is, is everybody knew from the religious sector, they said, hey, he told his followers that he was going to rise on the third day, guard the tomb. Yeah. So religious people knew that something could happen on day three. Yeah. He told his own followers about um, 80 times. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to die. I'm going to be betrayed. Hands of sinners. They're going to crucify me. I'm going to die. I'm going to come back on the third day. Yeah. All of them were on their phones. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I'm going to die. I'm going to come back on the third day okay, over all their heads. Everybody knew something was happening day three. And probably the lowest IQ out of the 120 in the upper room that made it to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was Cleopas and his not well-named friend. These two boneheads somehow didn't just lose faith. They lost faith in the most inopportune time. They stopped believing on day three. And they were willing to walk out of Jerusalem the day they should have been hanging tight. I was praying I felt like this picture was so prophetic. Is many people are walking out of California on the third day. People are giving up on America on the third day. People are stopped believing in God's church on the third day. I know we're not quite there yet, friends, but I'm telling you, don't quit. We are very close to a revival, a spiritual awakening, a transformation. God is raising up a generation of men and women that are going to turn the tide in California. If you believe it, come on, can I get an amen? We got too many people quitting on the third day. God is interested that we would remember on the third day, All that he said he would do kind of reminds me of those people that spend tons of money on Super Bowl tickets and they get so discouraged at halftime that they leave the game. Only to listen to the remainder of the game on the radio, hearing about the greatest comeback of all time. You mark my words. There's people that have left this state, this county, that two, three, four, five, ten years from now will say we should have never left. That was the greatest revival that American history has ever recorded, and I left on the third day. I believe it. I believe it. God is raising up people that believe. I'm convinced that people today are, there is a, there is a vacancy of faith. There is a vacancy of, of, of hope. Some of us don't believe that God can revive. Well, Cal- California's gonna keep getting worse and worse and worse. Here's my problem with that. It requires no faith. You ever read that verse that says, without faith, it's impossible to please God? So here's the deal. When you say, well, it's going to get worse and worse. Church going to get weaker and weaker. You're operating with zero faith. You know what takes faith? It's to believe that I am the salt of the world. I am the light of the earth. Our hope is Jesus, and the world's hope is the church. That takes faith. It takes faith to go, look, I'm not supposed to light this lamp in my little Christian ghetto, and then retreat to some state that's full of other Christians. I got to be the salt and the light of this house, this region. (laughs) Old Cleopas missed it. He left on the third day. On the third day. I think many people leave on the third day. I think some people are closer to God's power, his miracles, and his presence. Then they realize, but they they give up prematurely. I do believe that miracles are for today. Can I get an amen? Yes. I would tell you that a Christianity without miracles is an incomplete Christianity. Yes. Jesus said in John 4, 48, he says, unless this generation sees signs and wonders, they will by no means, they will not what? You know what causes belief? The power of God. Yes. You know why there's little belief in the church today? Because there's, a, lot, there's a, a lack of God's power. We have valued highly educated Christians more than Christians that walk in his power. We do. I can prove it to you. We know Christians that know Hebrew, but they don't know him. They know Greek, but they don't know God. I don't, I'm not saying education doesn't have a place, but I'm telling you, education is not a replacement for God's power. Are we going to be a church that knows how to pray for sick people? See him recover? That's what Jesus said that we would go do. Are we going to be a church that baptizes and makes disciples of all nations? That's what Jesus said that we were going to do. He didn't say we were just going to think it up here. But the problem is, is we're being instructed by pastors that have never lived out what they're teaching. And I got, my mentor told me this year goes, years ago, he said, Mark, you as the pastor can only take people to the mountains that you've been on. And we have instructors that are brilliant, but they're not. They've never prayed for someone sick. They've never seen a miracle. They've never led. Some, when was the last time you led someone to the Lord? Well, I teach Hebrew and Greek every week. I'm sorry, but I just this is a, this is an hour that the world needs to see people that actually live it, not just think it. Yeah, I feel some pushback, but I like it. I'm telling you that the world is hungry for people that actually have some substance. What do you believe that bleeds into your everyday life? Do you actually love your neighbors? Do you forgive your enemies? Are you actually kind to people that are ruthless? Are you actually praying for someone that doesn't have your last name? If God blessed you, are you the only one that's going to be blessed? Are we living this life for the next life? C.S. Lewis says, I believe in Christianity as I believe in the Son. Not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. Belief is a big deal. And I I really believe this morning, some of you have zero belief, and and it's all right. And I'm going to circle the van around so we pick everybody up. But if you have no faith today, usually people don't have faith for three reasons. Are you ready? Three major reasons why we stop believing or we don't believe. Number one reason is we are like the disciples in Luke 24, 13, that it um, it says that they were they were on the road with Jesus, and they didn't know. Verse 16, their eyes were restrained, and they did not know it was him. Say this with me, unawareness. unawareness. You want to know why most people don't believe in God? It's because they're unaware of his presence. I didn't have a mom and dad that taught me how to read the Bible. I didn't have grandparents that were praying for me every day. I didn't, I didn't get, I'm not a sixth-generation preacher. I, I wasn't aware that the power of Jesus is still in the earth in the person of the Holy Spirit, no one told me that when you pray in His name, that you can be an ambassador of the Kingdom of Heaven on Earth. No one told me that I'm supposed to enforce the victory of Jesus on the earth. No one told me this stuff. No one told me that I have authority to overcome. No one told me that because He lives, we can live. No one told me that there's power and calling on His name. And many of you don't know the presence of God because you're unaware of it. But I would be honest that many of you, if you're being honest today, you would say there was moments of your life that you should have OD'd, you should have died, you should have screwed up, you should have failed, but there seemed to be something there that helped you. If I could give him a name, his name is Jesus. I don't know why I go to church and I feel this, like, good sensation. I feel the kind of, it's like, good vibes. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit. You might be unaware of his name but make no mistake he has a name and i believe many people don't believe because like these guys they're walking and talking to jesus and they had no idea that he was there listening some of you have called out to god you have prayed to god and i would even be bold to say this today that some of you this is the answer to your prayer god if you're real tell somebody to tell me the truth and here you are watching oceans church I remember going into a gas station one time. I shared with this guy. It was like it was late at night. I was getting licensed. Was getting some, I don't know, something for my wife. It was. It was a true story. She had me on a honey list. I was grabbing something from a gas station. It was like 1130 at night. I was exhausted. And I, was, I felt like the Lord told me to share my faith with this gas, gas station guy. So I'm like just loving on him. And, hey, what's your background? You go to church anywhere? Oh, I don't believe in God. Okay, okay, all right. Um... Well, I love Jesus, man. You ever want to check out a great church? It's a great church. I didn't believe in God either. This is what God's done in my life. And he's like, yeah, it's great for you. I still believe. God's, God's not real. Okay, okay. Like, so the seed. <laughs> I'm walking out of the gas station, and I get arrested by the Holy Spirit. He said, Mark, and he put this fear in me. He said, Mark, what if you're the last person to tell him about me? I felt a fire inside of me. Doggone it so tired. So I turned around, I walked into the automatic doors, like God opened them up for me. I did. I was fired up. I was so ticked off, but I was so fired up. I pointed at the guy. I said, I said, sir, Hey, Hey, I'm talking to you surprised to see me come back so soon i said hey i "I have a problem man he's like what i was like i'm tired okay i want to go home (laughs) but here's my issue the god that you said doesn't exist he told me that i could be the last person you ever hear the good news from he told me that you might be the last person that's a christian that could tell you the God story. So, listening, my friend, I wanna go home. God told me to love on you. Here's the story of Jesus. And after about 45 minutes, <laughs> flipping thick skinned, elephant, hard hearted individual, end up praying the dad out of that guy. Lead him to the Lord. Come on, AMPM. I am convinced. Many people don't believe just because they're unaware. Yes. You know what he told me? He goes, Maybe this is evidence that God is real. Yeah. That's what he told me in that moment. He said, Well, maybe the fact that you came back, because I get logically that makes sense. You're tired, you don't want to be here, you got a good looking wife. Okay, I get it. Um <laughs> that makes sense to me. I said, exactly. I don't want to be here. <laughs> but he's real and he loves you, he's got a plan for your life. This is, this is the reality. Many people don't believe because they're unaware. It's almost like Jacob in Genesis 28. He says, surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. Many of you had no idea that God has been around you the whole time. You've been oblivious to it. I believe today God could open up your eyes. Notice that it literally said as they broke bread, in that very moment, Jesus opened their eyes. I know people that were so adamant against God, and in one moment, God removed the veil. One moment, oh my gosh. I remember when a friend in our church goes here, and she didn't believe in God really her whole life. And two, two Januaries ago, she had an encounter with God. The power of God hit her at her first conference. She literally fell to the ground. She had a vision of Jesus in heaven. Highly educated, very successful. She gets up off the ground. First thing she says, Wiping the tears from her eyes, she goes, it's all real. It's all real. She's been living her life for Jesus ever since. Say with me. It's all real. Many people don't believe because they're unaware of God. Or some of you, you grew up in the church, but here's the problem. You left your faith because, like these guys, sadness invaded you. Jesus says, why are you sad? They're like, well, we were hoping that he was going to fix everything. I was gonna vote for Pedro, my wildest dreams are gonna come true. (laughs) You're sad. Why are you sad? And notice what he says is sadness. Many people they experience tragedy or loss or they see brokenness in the world, and they think because the earth is flawed, that heaven is. Hear me. Do not judge the quality of heaven by the broken condition of earth. Do not gauge the completion of God's full love when we're only seeing a snapshot of it on earth. I get it. There's things that are hard to understand. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why do kids get sick? Why, why, is, there, why is there things that are unjust in the world? Why is there injustice? Why is there these awful things? And I want you to know there is injustice in the world, but there's also righteousness in the world problem with many of you is you give God credit for all the ugly things and none of the credit for the good things tell you today that you can't let the sadness of life steal your faith you know what what God wants you to do with your sadness? He wants your sadness I believe God will heal you anywhere that you hurt if you bring your hurts to Him write that down, if I'll bring my hurts to God, He'll heal them sometimes you got to bring your hurts every day. Sometimes you have to forgive people more than one time in a day. My pastor told me, he said, Mark, if you'll forgive people that hurt you, God will remove the pain that they caused you. We choose every day to forgive, every day to believe. And when things don't go our way, guess what? We're not God. Some of you think, well, if healing was real, how could it not happen every time? How come? Listen, if you're one of those faith preachers that believes in miracles how come it doesn't happen every time you pray well in some ways if God answered every one of my prayers I'd be sitting in his seat part of what makes God who he is is he decides it says that he does as he pleases listen to me friends we're Americans we get it screwed up sometimes he isn't working for us I want to remind American Christians that Jesus is a terrible employee, but he's a phenomenal boss. We don't, listen to me. He ain't working for you. Well, I gave up on the church because God wasn't doing what I wanted him to do. He didn't do some stuff in here, in this area. He was like, my life. Problem is, is God isn't working for you. He was God before you were on the same you're made in His image, friend. He's not made in your image. I always say this quote, but in the beginning, God created man. And ever since, man has been trying to return the favor. God is, uh, God is the God that heals our sadness when we bring Him our sadness. What do you do with stillborn situations? What do you do with, what, what do you do with, with, with pain in the world, with, 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 with premature deaths, with, with injustice, with, with trafficking, with some of the, 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 the most demonic entities? What do you do with, with the occult and with wicked people that seem to be in power? And what do you do with that darkness? What do you do when, when life has a way of, like, making you sad? Is we use the sadness as a prayer mechanism. We use the injustice of the world to bring us to our knees and to elevate our voice to the God that can change things. Esther cried out to God with the people and God changed the nation. Yeah. Noah cried out to God and God saved his family. Abraham cried out to God. God told Abraham, I'll spare Sodom and Gomorrah if I could just find 10 people that are praying. Throughout history, God has never willed bad things to happen to people. He's just wanted to let the bad things in life fuel his people to pray. Believe, God, that he can turn a nation in a day. I believe that God wants our sadness. Give God your sadness. Here's what someone needs to hear today. God is not the author and the starter and the cause of your pain. Some of you have so much hate towards God because you think he caused the pain. He took my mom. He took my dad. He's the reason why my parents got divorced. He's the reason why this ugly thing happened. Listen to me. Here's the truth. We don't have clean answers to some things. And here's how we have to settle most of the ugly, ugly questions of life. We, we, we land on this rock here is we live in a fallen world. It says it rains on the just and on the unjust. Good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. But I build my life that we live in a, we live in a fallen world. But just because it's fallen doesn't mean that God can't use me to bring some heaven into it. Yeah. I'm going to bring up my sadness. It doesn't just say that they were sad. It says, it says in chapter 24, in verse 21, they said, we were hoping. Three reasons why people don't believe is they're either unaware of God. Something sad happened, made them respond. Or they had something they were hoping for not happen. Bible says in Proverbs 13, it says hope deferred makes the heart sick. How do you know your heart's sick? Because there's a bunch of sickness coming out of your lips. God's not real. God's not good. The church is corrupt. The church is this. Pastors are this. uh, The world is this. Politics are this. uh, America's this. California's this. You have a sick mouth because you have a sick heart. How'd your heart get sick? Because you, one time in your life, you were hoping and it didn't go the way you were hoping it to go. We have to remind ourselves that we hope in God, but our job is not outcomes. Our job is belief and obedience. Believing is my department. Outcomes are God's department. Some say, well, if you pray for a 1,000 people and only one gets healed, is it worth it if there's 999 people disappointed? To me, it is. To me, it is. And I think the ratio is a little higher than that. But I would say that it's worth obeying even when the results aren't there. Knowing that I'm living my life in faith. That God is good. That God can do anything. And God can use me to usher His kingdom into the dark world. I think that, that we should always err in faith. Many people, they don't believe because of something they were hoping for that didn't happen. Those are the three reasons why most people don't believe. Can I give you three reasons why we're going to keep believing? I was going to say, don't stop believing. I'll tell you number reason why. Number one, that we're not going to stop believing is because we serve the Shepherd that finds us. Can, can you think of this for a second? Jesus just paid for the sins of all humanity, not just then, but for all time. Thousands of years later, he paid for our sins. Thousands of years. That day is the day he came back to life. Paid for all of humanity's sins. He just got done. He still had some of the blood from the devil's mouth on his feet. Just kicked Satan in the teeth. He grabbed the keys of death and hell. He led captivity captive. He came back. He had a resurrected body that could disappear and go through walls. And as he shows up back to the earth, his second or third person he visited was two guys on the wrong road going the wrong way. How incredibly good is God that he could have visited anybody, the praying woman that gave her last night. He could have visited, come on, the, the he could have visited the women that funded his ministry. He could have had a cameo with someone that was praying and fasting for 40 days. But his second or third appearance as the resurrected Lord of humanity was with two wandering sheep. Two wandering. It says that he leaves the 99 for the one. He left the 120 for the two. He would chase down Cleopas and his, his unfortunately named friend. Hey! Hey! What are you guys talking about? I got good news for you today. We, we have faith in God because he always knows where to find us. Mark, my my spouse doesn't know what's going on in my heart. God knows where to find you. You don't understand the pain I'm in right now. God knows where to find you. You don't know how bad this person hurt me. Listen to me. You don't understand. God knows where to find you. We just lost everything. We're going through a difficult season. Listen to me. We have faith in our God. Because even when we're wandering, walking the wrong way, He can find us. Can I get a good amen? That instills faith in me. Say this with me. God knows where I am. Jesus said God knows how many hairs you do or don't have on your head. He knows. The very numbers of hair on your head, certainly you know about my depression. You know about my anxiety. You know about this disorder, this sickness, this diagnosis. You you know about this difficulty. I'm telling you that he knows where to find you. That creates faith, belief. Secondly, I have faith rise up inside of my heart and I know that he doesn't just find me, he feeds me. Some churches will settle with the message of God finding you. You're found, you prayed a prayer, you're going to heaven. That's it. See you on the other side. I believe in a message that goes beyond finding us. I believe in the spirit of God living inside of us, feeding us. It says he walked on the road. You know when their eyes were opened? Their eyes were opened as they heard the words of God. You know why some of you have no faith? Because you have no words of God in your life. Some of you are living off of secondhand food. You're letting preachers and pastors feed on God's word for you. God wants you to dig your own well. Get fed on Sundays, but don't settle for just Sunday food. I gotta go during the week, I gotta get my own little nugget of wisdom. My own little, my, my own promise from God this week. I believe that God's heart for all of you is to know that He will not only find you, He'll feed you. You know what good parents want for their kids? They want their kids to grow. They do. I'm sounding diapers and and going to the bathroom and your pants is cool at six months. It's not awesome at 16, right? God doesn't want you to live in your spiritual diapers the rest of your life. He wants you to grow, mature, develop great faith. Are you hearing me today? Great faith. God wants to feed us. It says as he fed them the scriptures that their eyes were opened. And you know you're you're starting to get fed when the third thing happens. It says, After he appeared, I love this verse. One of my favorites. It says in verse uh, chapter 24, verse 32, they said to one another, Hey, didn't did your heart burn too? Was your heart burning in your ribcage? Did our hearts not burn within us while he was feeding us? I believe God's presence God's word and God's church should be a place that not only do we get found not only do we get fed but we leave with our hearts fired up God is looking for believers that aren't just found not just fed come on they are fired up where are the fired up Christians in California where are they where are the people that are more fired up for jesus than they are about vaccinations or non-vaccinations where are the christians that are more fired up over jesus the messiah than our current president where 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 are those people that believe there's a higher form of legislation than our state capital it's called the throne room of god where are the people that believe god still sees god still hears God still feeds and God still fires us, fires us up. Where are those people? Where are those people? I believe God is looking for fired up people. people that believe. Who believes God can change California? Anybody believe that God can change our nation? Anyone believe that God can save a nation in a day? It's the third day. I'm not giving up. We come too far. I've seen too much of God to quit now. We're going to believe that we're going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. David said, I would have lost heart unless I believed that. Some things you'll only hold on to if you keep faith in your heart. I believe. I told God I'm not moving to California, leaving all of my loved ones, family, and friends, dream house, and my boat. Missed that stinking boat. I'm not leaving all of that to go to some Babylon that's going to hell. If we move there, you have to plunder hell. If I, if we're gonna, if we're gonna give our lives to California, you better, God, God, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not trying to boss you around, but I just need you to do something big. I'm not gonna slug it out. We're not gonna have another church ghetto that we have good services, but no transformation. Raise up a church that changes a region. Change the climate of California through churches like ours. Who believes it today? Come on, give a shout if you believe it. Hey. Come on, declare this song. Anybody believe? He's still a wonderworking God. We're gonna sing this song once. I'm gonna pray. We'll get you out of here in five minutes. Come on, he's here. Heal somebody as we believe. Call somebody as we believe.
0: Working God, the wonder working God, all the miracles I see. Yeah. It's too good to not believe, the wonder working God, too heal because you know the miracles I see, it's too good to not believe, the wonderful. Too good to not believe, but the wonder you life. And you heal because you live To everything I see. Too good to not believe, too good to not believe. Too good to not believe, To not believe. everything I see. Too good to not believe. Too good to not believe Too good to not believe To everything I see Too good to not I See to disappear I see metal places Don't you tell me he can't do it Don't you tell me he can't do it I see a real life resurrection mental health restored. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I see families reunited. I see prodigals returned. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I see troubled souls delivered. I see that expiring free. You tell me he can't do it, don't you tell me he can't do it? But she said he's in a revival, salvation good. because You love I do everything I see it's too good to not believe it's too good to not believe it's too good to not believe to everything I see
1: it's too good to not believe too good to not believe Holy Spirit we honor You we lift You higher and higher we lift you higher and higher higher and higher higher and higher lift him. come on i dare you to lift him higher than sickness lift his name higher than pain come on lift him higher than unforgiveness come on lift him higher than politics come on. Let's usher in heaven. Almost done. Tell him, tell him, tell him. Lift you higher and higher. Than cancer, stronger than sickness, stronger than hell. God, we declare today that the Holy Spirit evicts every demonic spirit. I pray everyone under the sound of my voice is in bondage. I pray that even today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, would you grab people out of the depths of despair. I call the suicidal home today. I call the anxious the fearful, the worried, the oppressed. I command you to be free in Jesus' name. Say it with me. Whom the sun sets free. Come on, say it. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. We declare freedom in this church. I pray open heavens right now. I command sickness in bodies to be healed. I do pray metal plagues be dissolved. I pray for creative miracles. I pray, Lord, if a pupil needs to grow back, grow back a pupil. I pray if a liver is failing, God restore it. I pray for cardiac failure, that you would heal a broken heart. We declare that our God can do anything. You're higher. You're higher. We don't just see you as the carpenter that can fix our table. We see you as the divine cardiologist that can heal our hearts. We see you as the lover of our souls. The liberator of our minds. The evictor of darkness and demonic things. We see you as the God that's higher. 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 Yeah, yeah. Someone being healed right now. Someone even has like metal in their spine. God's healing your spine. You're gonna feel vertebrae even popping back into place right now. Nerve damage being healed decades of numbness in your extremities feeling coming back in a moment someone that you haven't had feeling in your in your uh, fingers have been going numb toes have been going numb god is healing your your fingers and your toes right now someone's name is chase and god is healing you right now i feel like it's prophetic because god's actually chasing you down there's a chase in here i don't think it's the one that works at our church it's a chase that's actually being healed right now God's actually chasing you down. You're going to feel like this this warmth in your abdomen. God's healing whatever's wrong with your stomach. You have like a digestive issue. God is healing you today, Chase. He's chasing you down with his love. Yeah, yeah. There's a Larry in here. God's God's healing you right now. You have some sort of problem with your digestive tract. God's healing a Larry that has a digestive issue. Small intestines or something. God's healing your intestines right now. God, we ask you to heal. We ask you to heal. There's a, a Samantha, I think, or no, no, uh, a Sam. Sam, you have like arthritis in your hands. And God's healing your hands right now. He's healing everywhere there's arthritis in your body. Yeah, right now. Right now. Right now, in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we invite you. You're like, I'm just, listen, I'm just, all I'm doing is asking the Holy Spirit just to speak to me. I'm not a psychic but I am the one that hears God's voice. And by the way, that's the birthright of every one of God's kids. My sheep will know my voice. Don't ever get freaked out when Christians hear God's voice. Get freaked out when they don't. God, we put our hands on our heart right now. I pray, Lord, there's a, someone in here, like 13 years, 13 years of shame, and I believe that God today is almost like pulling the, the curtains back of shame. I see the light of God coming in where there's been shame. Something traumatic happened 13 years ago. It's affected your joy. It's affected how you see yourself. And I see the love of God today, removing the shame, the guilt, and the remorse. There's someone that started a, a, a drug uh, abuse, You got addicted to some stuff, uh, it, was, it was 21 years ago today. First time you did that drug was 20 years ago today and I believe that God would tell you as it took 21 years to get into that addiction you watch how the next 21 days God leads you completely out of it in Jesus name in Jesus name I think you might even this week God's even giving you opportunity for like some sort of treatment and you're going to take a, like a three week treatment in 21 days God's going to liberate you from that lifelong addiction pray it in Jesus name there's someone, a young man in here, very successful, but no one knows this, but you've been suicidal. You're very successful, very influential. And you thought that life has no significance or no meaning. And uh, I just, I see right now, I think it's even your name, but I, I, I'm not going to share. I, I just feel like today, um, God wanted you to know that you're here. You made the drive here. You don't, you're not even from Orange County. You made the drive here today. And uh, your heart's starting to speed up. You know that God's speaking to you right now, son. You're in your 20s. You've achieved a lot at a young age. And I see the Holy Spirit, even right now, he's he's actually removing the numbness of your heart. You've been numb because it's all been about you. Feeling comes back when you make life all about him. That is a word to Orange County. You will go numb when life is about your success. You will get feeling back when you make your life about God's success. But I pray for that young man right now. Evict the spirit of death. This church, this is a suicide-free zone. People come to this church to live and not die. So we command every spirit that's not the Holy Spirit to leave. I command peace and joy and even purpose to flood their mind and their heart. I pray you'd overwhelm them with waves. Even as, 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 as Mike said in the video today, I pray waves of your love to overcome them right now. Yeah, yeah, there's many. I feel God, some of you are just pulling on God right now. There's a young lady of an eating disorder. You've had it for, uh, it's been at least 11 months. And for one, someone else is 11 years. Two ladies, God's healing both of you today as you pull on Him. Just go, God, just heal me. Bulimia is being healed. I believe God's healing anorexia today. God says that you're fearfully and you're wonderfully made. God's even going to heal the damage that you've done inside of your esophagus. I see God restoring your body even now. And what he does spiritually and naturally is gonna be a it's gonna be a byproduct of what he's gonna do with your future. You got a beautiful future ahead of you. Can we do this? I'm sorry, I'm I'm about out of time. I just somebody like, well, this, this sounds nice to rattle stuff off. If I dare you to go on our Slack channel. If you're not on Slack, you got to go through our growth tracks. But there's about 500 of us that are on Slack. Every Sunday, people share how that was my stomach. That was me. That was suicidal. That was me. That was... Every week we have stories come in from these moments. And I just pray right now as we close. If you need healing in your bodies, I'm out of time. We just lift your hands one last time. I'm going to pray for this. Pray for people to get right with God, and I'm done. I pray for everyone that needs healing. Sometimes I think God has me single things out to build faith. I pray for stage four cancer to be healed. Tumors, healed. Infections in the body, healed. Someone keeps getting reoccurring urine infections. And I believe God's healing you today. He's healing you today. I pray right now in Jesus' name. We lift our hands if we need healing. I pray for everyone that's hands up. If someone's hands up next to you, just stretch forth your hands towards them. Oceans, would you pray? We're a praying church. We pray for the sick. We see them recovered. I need need some believers in here to stretch forth your hands to those that have their hands up. And come on, declare this with me. Say, in Jesus' name, we command healing. The victory of Jesus on the cross paid for their healing. So we ask all sickness, disease, infection, mental, physical, or spiritual be healed now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In Jesus' name, if you believe it, come on, give me a hand clap. Hey, you believe? You believe. Secondly, you're here and you go, Mark, I'm not living with God or for Him. There were 17 people last service that said, I want God in my life, I want to return. These two guys walked out of God's will, but they ran back to it in faith. And I believe today is the day that we return to faith. I don't know who you are. You've never believed in God, but your heart's speeding out of your chest right now. In the tent, some of you are even watching online. And today's the day that you go, God, if you are real, I'm inviting you all the way in. I don't know if you're brave enough to pray that prayer. But if you're, if, you're, if you're willing to honor God that way, you watch how God honors your life. Some of you, you've walked with God. You've gotten away from Him. Today's the day you rededicate your faith. Both ways we're going to pray. And I'm going to ask those that respond, if you've never been water baptized, today's the day. We're going to do a mass water baptism out here. We have clothes for you. But regardless of water baptism, I want you to respond to God. If you need to rededicate your faith in Jesus today, say, if he's real, I want to live with him and for him. Or I know he's real, and I want to rededicate my life. Either way, would you do me a favor on the count of three? Would we'll you just raise your hands all over the tent? Eyes closed, heads bowed. Lord, I pray for everyone, one, that needs to respond right now in this tent. Two, give him the courage not to miss this moment. Hands up all over the room. That's me. Three, I'm rededicate my life. Put my faith in God today. I'm returning. I'm returning real high. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Real high. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Real high. 10, 11, 12, 13. Anybody else? 14. Anybody else? Real high. 15. Anybody else? Awesome. I see 15 hands. We pray this prayer all over oceans today. Just pray this prayer together. Say, Jesus, I invite you into my life. I've done life without you now I want to do it with you. Would you forgive me of my past, my sins, my mistakes? Would you heal me and make me whole? And would you guide my life, fill my life? From this day forward, I return to you. I want to believe all that you want me to believe. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And everybody said, amen.
0: Thanks for listening to our podcast. Have a great week.